2: We are live welcome to the rg dfs tournament takes podcast 2022 week one i am so psyched this year i negotiated and negotiated and negotiated i like i felt like i was uh, uh uh jsu's agent manager you know i was trying to get approvals to get get the new team formed this year and i'm excited to announce that we have the original tournament takes podcast the guy who put us on the map Back joining the show from Run Pure Sports now. We're doing a, a Run Pure Rotor Grinders collabo here, but I'm psyched to have him back. JSU Rab, uh, John, how you doing, my man? Welcome. It's good to be back.
3: It's great to be back, man. I, I love this podcast when we used to do it. Me, me me, and Kirkwood back in the day, we we started this thing together and, uh, you know, we had some good success. I felt like people liked the pod. They, they enjoyed it. And obviously, you know, things happen. I left for a little bit, but happy to be back on. Uh, Good to do the collab, Rumpier Sports and RG collab. And I'm happy to be on with my guy, Bobby Gomes, as well. I love this pod and I love football. So hopefully we'll give some winners to the people and uh, have some fun.
2: That's the thing is I, I worked hard negotiating this thing. So I had to close the JSU deal you know, we were, we were trying to get, uh, you know, it was potentially trying to get Tambo involved too, but, uh, I guess that didn't work out so well. But, um, anyway, we got, we got the JSU approval and then we got the Bobby Gomes approval. So we're back Massachusetts podcast here. We've got two Boston JSU Worcester area, but this is, so if, if you're Yankee fans and giant fans and jet fans, this is probably not the podcast for you, but, uh, Welcome Bobby Gomes. Uh, and for those that don't know Bobby, I'm sure you do know Bobby, but Bobby was the original Millie Maker winner, correct? Was that week one, Bobby? No, I was, I was like the seventh, but
4: I don't okay. know. Like they but, ran those stupid commercials and then became like, oh, he's one of the first to do
2: it. So yeah, it was like the seventh, me and my brother. Regardless, he was the most televised Millie Maker winner in in DraftKings history, Bobby, correct? if
3: you said you were the first to do it, no one was looking back to see. You could have just flexed on everyone and said, "Yeah, I could have flexed to do right. it." You should have just ran with it.
4: I could have ran with it. I gotta be, I gotta be straight up though. I gotta have the right take, so right. it's
2: the correct take. But well, Bobby's a big football guy. Bobby's also been crushing this year in DFS. Uh, congrats! I've seen you had a, have, have had a massive season this year in baseball. Um, I remember you, you shipped the big, uh, PGA JSU. I mean, it's nothing to him. It's, it's, it's like, okay, what else is new whenever I see like a hundred thousand dollars screenshot with him, but he always hits for at least a hundred grand whenever we do the pod at least. So at least once. So, uh, I'm looking forward to when that happens this season, but it's good to have the gang back here. So let's talk some football boys. All right. So we're, we're week one. We got a little taste last night. Um, you know, we're in, uh, full season swing of things here. When Derek Cardi chimes in with a, with a uh, already called, you know, he had his uh, Cooper cup victory lap yesterday after one game sample size. It's funny. One game sample size and victory lapping versus I, th- I always thought it, we needed multi, multi seasons and tons of games, but regardless, we've got that going. We got a lot of us who missed on cam acres. Some people, you know, we're right on Cam Acres. I know JSU was was touting and where he over at Run Pure was he was full uh, cam fate. So kudos to that. But uh, week one is always dicey, man. Right. Like we never we think we know we've followed some preseason, uh, some of us more than others. Um, shout out to me. Just had a baby. Shout out to Bobby, who just had a baby as well. Uh Shout out to JSU, who just got married. And so I'm sure a baby will be little little JSU will be coming soon enough uh especially uh Big T said you've been hitting the workbench a little extra hard over the uh I love, after... I love how
3: Big T's just talking about my uh you know nightly activities like it's just nothing like he's he's just hanging out in the other room Just as Big T knows more about my nightly workbench sessions what is going on right now he's I, he's talking it up
2: he said it he that's what he said he said it I've got I've got I've got the 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 evidence, too. I've got the proof. It's by text. He said, Oh, yeah, JSU's having one no time with all the workbench he's been doing. That's what he said. So, I uh, mean, I'm
3: not going to say he's lying because that'd be <laughs> lying, but, You know, what are you going to do right here? My God, big team. But I, I will just say, too, for all, all the people, you know, the Cooper Cup stuff, uh, are we just okay he's the best player in fantasy football i think it's it's clear right now cooper cup is the best player i don't think it needs a victory lap i don't think that was a you know something that needs to be kind of said but if you want to take it and 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 go with it i guess it's it's uh your prerogative to do so so no what
2: it was it was like ah we're, we're back already that was one night and we're we got it we're we're back in the swing of things in football here so uh and people uh Definitely watch that Blitz show. I think that is going to be recording today too, as well. Um, but definitely, uh, that's always a good show here on RG too, Derek Hardy. So, uh, and we all we all like the Blitz projections. But all right, so we got we got 13 games. We what stands out to me so is we've got we've got basically a, a two game top tier at least by Vegas totals, right? Like anything over 50. So we've got the KC Arizona game with a 53 and a half point total as of now. Um, and what's interesting there is Rondell. I mean, th- every day, it just seems like, uh, the Cardinals are getting thinner and thinner. They're obviously without, uh, Deandre Hopkins, but they now Rondell Moore looks like he's not going to be playing. Um, I'll be shocked if he does play. I think I read a quote that said he was 50, 50 from Cliff Kingsbury, but I don't, I don't trust a thing he says anyway. So, um, that's, there's going to be some massive value, you know, if, and if you think that this game is going to be competitive, but there there'll be value for sure. But you know, one of those value pieces is going to be like AJ green. So we're going to, we're going to have to talk through that a little bit. Uh, the chargers play the, the new uh, revamped Las Vegas Raiders with the, the addition of Devante Adams um, that has a 52 and a half point total. Then we have like a little next tier right there, right in the, right in the mix, which is Philly uh, at Detroit with a 49 point total. We've got green Bay at Minnesota 47 then we've got the Miami New England game of forty six, indian Houston game forty six, and then just a bunch of other games. Is kind of kind of how I look at everything. Um, anything stand out to you guys first? Uh, we'll start with you, JSU. Just uh, kind of a big slate overview here.
3: Yeah, I mean, one one thing that just stands out very clear to me is the four o'clock games. So these there's a bunch of one o'clock games, and then obviously the the four four o'clock games. I think three of them are going to be probably the three most popular games on the slate. However you want to, you know, kind of order them up is kind of up to you. Um, But I I think a lot of people are going to be sitting with a lot of spots uh, open as those one o'clock games finish and those four o'clock games start. And it's going to be really interesting because you know that there's going to be some game in that one o'clock that just comes out of nowhere, pops out, and it has a big score and it's probably going to be a lot lower owned, but it, it's going to be tough to fade some of these spots here at four. I, I don't think it's a spot where we can just completely, you know, you know fade all these four o'clock games. I think there's one clear game. That's probably we're all going to agree that it's not a great game in general at four o'clock, but green Bay, Minnesota, Vegas versus the chargers and uh, Casey Arizona, Those are the three most popular for DFS. I know we're going to have some injury concerns with, I think Rondell Moore who had an injury in practice yesterday, a hamstring injury. So he's questionable to go. He was going to be someone who I think people went to uh, as a cheap wide receiver filler, but there's a lot of cheap wide receivers uh, in general on this slate. There's a lot of value. So that's, those are the two things that stand out. I think those three, four o'clock games are going to be very popular. And then, the wide receiver value is just massive.
2: Yeah. What, what are you thinking, uh, Bobby Rainmaker over there? Yeah, for
4: me, I kind of, JSU kind of hit on like the structure of the times for the games and stuff like that. I think just salary, common theme week one, it's always a little soft. So trying to, basically anyone can build whatever build they want. So differentiating yourself regardless, um, not falling into too much chalk, playing some and, just being
2: able to navigate your build is going to be really important on the slate. Did you uh, Did you get any money back from Rainmaker Contest last night?
4: I, I don't want to talk. I didn't play. You so did I, not
2: play
3: Rainmaker. I bought a
4: Legendary Cooper Cup. I have number one. But then I found out I needed to buy, like, more elites to play because I couldn't play the Legendary Cooper Cup in the Rainmaker Contest. So it would be a bigger field. And I was just like, I'm just going to sell this. But I have Dude, some Rainmaker.
3: Seriously, Rainmakers, uh, it's just – it's not happening. Like it's not happening. They tried. It's not going to happen. Not right now. So you uh, know focus what did happen? DFS product, please focus on the DFS product and the betting product, and just forget about the rainmaker stuff, please. Yeah, you know what? doesn't
2: watch the show for me and Kirk's sake. So After that, table. what? What did t- what? John Aguiar. Uh, oh, sorry about it, Aguiar. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's a he's a good friend over here. Um, but. Uh, what Kirk did, what did happen is when I was in the hospital, you know, with, uh, with the baby on the way, I, I bought like 80 packs. And the the stupid thing was, I didn't know that I could, only, I got the $40 pack, which was like the lower tier one. And I just, I just went on a degenerate, like I just kept ripping and ripping because I kept getting elites of defenses and kickers. And I'm like, okay, so I thought I was like, I thought I was just running bad. I didn't know that that was all that you could actually get if you bought the lowest tier packs. So, oh man. So I, have been trying to sell all these damn cards, but so basically. Well, the long-
3: I, I will say Kirkwood, just to hit on this point though, real quick. I think the way rainmakers was put out, it's still kind of confusing to a lot of people who are even buying packs. I don't really know much about it. There wasn't a lot of like, I saw there are some things where some guys are now explaining what it's all about and everything. And that's really good for the product. I just think they were a little late to the boat on that. There needs to be more tutorials on actually explaining it. Cause even me, I had a rep and he was trying to explain it to me and I was still a little confused after our conversation about it. Like, I don't know. So that's that's why I'm more against it. It's not
2: the, the long and the short of it is like the, so I know like Wiley 77, you know, he, um, He's put a ton of money in. He's basically looking at it as this is like a, you know, all these other guys are just like NFTs, at least in the higher NFT people. There are no badge people. So he's like, I'm playing DFS, you know, against all these people with no badges. The problem is it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time involved. And it's like, it's all for the end of the day, it's all to just play DFS, right? Which is what we're already doing and what we, we I, it's too hard to even manage it's, multi-site it's PFS. We have a simple
3: you know? enough way to do it, is what you're yeah. saying. Like, I already yeah. have an easy way. I click the players in that I want. I click submit, and I'm done. And that's, if it was as simple as that, if they they put a product out that was as simple as that, I'd be in. Because it's just more fantasy. And there's contests or whatever they do. But it's not as simple. Like you said, it's very, you know, a lot of time needs to be put into it. If you want to you know, be good and win. And that's my issue with it, you know? So,
2: yeah. So we already, and speaking of time, we probably just wasted 10 minutes talking about it. Um, But all right, let's go on and say, so the first thing I like to do in every slate here is I like to check out the, the, the most plays. So I always look at the blitz, most plays, projected plays. And this week um, they all did. You hit, you hit it right on the head. It's, it's those, those last three out of the four games at the four o'clock level. So uh, the Raiders chargers, um, is uh, projected to have the most plays, then Green Bay, Minnesota, then KC, Arizona. Then what I always like to do is, you know, I love my Establish the run content. I always look up the Brandon Thorn up and pace, and uh, it's those are those are the two two top games for up and pace: the 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 Raiders, Chargers, and KC, Arizona. Um, they also have uh, Philly and Detroit as being an up and pace spot, and also a kind of a flyer potentially on this Bengals offense humming, being a lot quicker, you know, with a healthy Joe Burrow. Um, So I look at that stuff. So, and then what we're going to do is we're going to go position by position. Should we start at the running back position first and then just lead quarterbacks into wide receivers, do it that way. Or do you want to, how you guys want to do it? You're
3: leading the show. I'm just following Kirkwood. That's
2: the way to do it. So we're doing running backs first. So, Um, I like to try to uh, identify who I think is going to be the chalk. Some great plays. Um, Then I like to hear these tournament takes from each of these two crushers. So, um, all right, running back, who's going to be popular? So, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to be popular um, for damn good reason. I mean, he's – whenever they were – the Colts were favored last season, he absolutely smashed five – if they were five points or more favorite. Um, he averaged over 27 fantasy points per game. Um, you look at the rushing props. He's got the second highest rushing yardage prop. You look at Houston's defense of last year. Um, they were uh, second last in yards per carry. Um, their defense still looks to be uh, in some shambles this season as well. Um, you know, as as long as it, he gets the right game script and you don't have to worry too much about Heinz, you know, vulturing, um then uh, JT should be an absolute smash. I mean every every running back smashed the the Texans last year because that's just the, the easiest way to do it. Um, so I don't see that stopping. Um, the thing you don't get with him, that you do get with an 8500 Christian McCaffrey is all that passing game work, right? like you you know McCaffrey is on the on the field for all three downs. Um, Taylor's gonna gonna get gonna get off the field isn't gonna get those receptions. Now Taylor is a is is a competent um, pass catching back. You know he certainly has that in his game. But they they uh, they go to Hines. I mean that's their specialist. So that's kind of a big question this week is like Taylor versus McCaffrey, um, and then uh, and then we've got some. Then you could throw one more Derrick Henry. You know those are kind of the expensive guys because uh, against the Giants, um, and he's he's similar in that. So it's basically. Henry and Taylor with the true rushing production versus McCaffrey is going to get you a lot more passing game work. Um, Are you guys, do you guys have a lean there either way? Bobby, what are you thinking between those top three studs? Yeah. So the first
4: rule I made just going into my Opta was I'm either using at least one of CMC or JT, probably going to get more CMC, I think, but when I play JT, it's looking like he might be chalkier than CMC on RG Premium uh, Ownership Projections. He's, CMC's, around. it's going to scale up a little bit, so you really can't go off of what's there right now. Um, I think I just prefer CMC because he's getting all the work, not really worried about the shin injury or whatever that is. They're going to use him. Matt Rule said that he's going to use J, uh, CMC when he's healthy and he's going to use him to the max, so I'm fine using him. JT made a really good point. Naeem Hines got $10 uh, like He's their specialist. If a game script flips, you might not see as much JT. He is at 9-1, and pricing is soft. So a lot of these running backs are going to be cheaper than what they'll be in a couple weeks. So you can make the case to fade there. But the other side of that is Pittman's going to be very chalky. So that might knock down how how long JT actually is. So he might not come in at 20%. Could come in a couple percentage points lower than that. Um, I would just try to differentiate JT if I played him. Um, and then Henry's like the GPP play at 60, 8,600, squeeze right in between there going against the Giants. Their run defense couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. Uh, you're taking away pass catchers, which in situations where this has happened in the past, his passing game u- utilization is really, there's been an uptick. So I don't mind Henry. The weather isn't supposed to be great there. They're home. I think Henry's probably one, like after, like CMC's my first, my favorite, then JT, and then Henry closely behind. So I'll have to be making um, more concise decisions come Sunday, but I think they're all in play, obviously.
2: JSU.
3: Yeah, so the first thing I kind of see, and – I think what's interesting about JT is, and I know we're not getting wide receivers, but you're you're looking at it, and Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor might be the two highest owned players at their position on the same team, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, I think personally, CMC on DraftKings will be the highest owned at the end of when it's all said and done on Sunday, and I think on FanDuel, JT will be higher owned than CMC. Obviously, two different scoring systems from DraftKings to Fandle, DraftKings the PPR, Fandle the half-point PPR. So I think that's the case. So for me, though, it's a watch because I think in the end, no one's going to be like 30%, right? I think they're going to sit in that low 20s range, both of them. And so it, you're kind of just picking which one you like. I may actually play CMC on DraftKings and play Jonathan Taylor on Fandle. Like, I think they're both very good plays. Um, I don't mind if you want to do it that way, kind of go towards their strength. Jonathan Taylor definitely has massive touchdown upside. He's got one of the best offensive lines in football, going up against the Jets, their favorites. I I mean, you can't ask for more than that. So I would, I'm sorry, Houston, they're going up against. But I would say that's how I'm going to lean it. CMC on DraftKings. Um, The one thing I have an issue with with CMC, but I guess it's not an issue for him personally, is their offensive line isn't great in Carolina, but I guess that just means he probably gets more dump-offs, more pass-catching situations anyways. So for him, it's okay to me, um, even if he's got a not-so-great offensive line. He's really been working with not-great offensive linemen for most of his uh, career. So that's how I look at it. I don't like Derrick Henry as much. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just not into the Henry fade. I actually kind of like the Giants to win the game, which is one of my contrarian betting takes is I think the Giants are going to be a little bit better um, than people think. And I think Tennessee could finish third or fourth in their own division. So those are two kind of hot takes I have going into the season. Um, I think teams are going to be way less afraid of who Tennessee has lining up at wide receiver. They're yeah, going I mean, to that, that's that got to a- more.
2: Got to make a huge difference losing AJ Brown and even the yeah. a shell of uh, Julio. Um, just uh, you know, they just don't have any of those big wide receiver threats at this point. And you know, you don't have. It's not like they have the most dynamic quarterback either in Tannehill. So you would think that that would just allow them to key more in on Derrick Henry. Now Henry does have the highest uh, rushing yards prop, um, and you know he definitely is a is a huge. Uh, red zone monster too as well. Um, but you know, game script really, really affects him in a huge way as well. So if you're thinking that the giants are going to be winning this game and Tennessee may be playing from behind, that might totally, you know, obviously that might hurt, uh, Derek Henry even more. Uh, the thing with McCaffrey, I mean, McCaffrey is too cheap. If this is the same Christian McCaffrey that we knew of, uh, two years ago, three years ago, um, you know, couldn't any and he is whenever he has been healthy, he has smashed right like always. It, it's, it's, um, I read something now. Um, he's had over he's had like 39 healthy games like us over over the last couple of years, and he averaged over 27 fantasy points in those games. Um, so he also has the the massive receiving prop, uh, 46 and a half yards. I mean, that's like a decent wide receiver prop right there. So, um, only thing is is that the browns were pretty damn good against uh um the run and they were uh fifth in dvoa versus passing backs last season so it's kind of a tougher matchup but you know he's he's been matchup proof forever just dump off dump off dump off with that guy so i'm with you i'm kind of lean i'm leaning as uh, my my first choice on DraftKings is cmc i mean just make it easy right like take the peak guy who's going to excel in ppr and uh you know, maybe we'll get lucky and get a bunch of different bonuses in there, but um, yeah, yeah that, that's the way to do it. So then we we got to talk about now we have like a, a lower range there, but so that's pretty clearly the top range, top, top range. It's McCaffrey, Henry Taylor. Um, then we get into uh, uh, underpriced Saquon Barkley, right? Uh, he's going to be very chalky. He's going to probably be just about as high zone as these other guys here. And then we all, you know, another guy is DeAndre Swift for 6800 We still have Joe Mixon in the mix at 7100 And then the guy that, like, nobody's talking enough about, I think, is Kamara. Um, so I'm interested to hear your guys' takes kind of on that little group right there. And, I mean, it's so deep at this position. We can keep going because there's Austin Eckler, there's Najee Harris. So feel free if you guys have, like, a favorite play to just, to just uh, if I didn't say him, go, go for it. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think about, like, that kind of range?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, my favorite play is in that range. And for me, I, I think that overall I have him the second highest projected running back overall, and that's Joe Mixon. I have Joe Mixon as the number two to, to CMC on DraftKings, And I think Joe Mixon, I mean, if he was the highest uh, scoring player on the entire slate, I would not be shocked. That's how much I love him. Uh, here their favorites obviously going against the Steelers the Steelers were very bad against the run last year they gave up I am pretty sure it was the highest yards uh, per game at like 150 or 146 somewhere in that range and I think the Bengals made the biggest improvements to their offensive line which if you were to pull out one weakness from the Bengals last year in their playoff run what was it everyone said it was Can they keep Joe Burrow upright? Their offensive line is not so great. They need help on their offensive line. Well, they went out and they got help. They got major help, actually, too. They didn't just get one offensive lineman. or They got three offensive linemen, three very solid two offensive linemen who are very good run-blocking offensive linemen as well. Um, So those are things that's going to happen. Ted Karras, um, Alex Kappa, and Lyle Collins, uh, are the three guys that I'm talking about adding to Jonah Williams, who was a high draft pick from a few years ago, um, who was coming off a serious injury? I think it was two years ago or something like that. And then he had this year. He was okay last year. I think he's going to be even better this year at left tackle. And then all this um, added depth that they have, I think they're going to pound the rock against Pittsburgh. And I think Joe Mixon is going to have a big game. That's another one. I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but. I think Joe Mixon could be the the best running back on the board point per dollar for sure at I mean, seven one seven one. Yeah, that's
2: a great take because that's he's he's kind of getting for it. Like he's like you people keep mentioning him like seventh or eighth. You know he's not like in that he's not not being played in that tier. So that's going to probably steam down even further. You know what I mean? And as these other guys steam up, um, and you're right, they improved their offensive line. He. He smoked them last year. First of all, they, like you said, that you nailed it with. Uh, they were second in rushing yards allowed, the second most rushing yards um, the Steelers were last season. They got smashed on explosive rushing plays too. They were dead last in that category. And Mixon, he he averaged 23 rushing attempts and about 128 rushing yards in each of their games and over two games last season. So yeah, I like that call a lot. And I, I just rated, I just started. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, so I think you guys
4: are right on with the Mixon call, especially versus that leaky Steelers defense. Uh, ETR and the Blitz are kind of high on Mixon, so he might get a little bit more chalkier than what we're believing to be right now. Um, Najee Harris also, he's another guy that's kind of popping there. Uh, maybe he could be a little bit chalky. My interest in this range basically comes in the injury situations. Like James Conner at 7K is going to be – overlooked you're taking rondale more out james connor is pretty much a three down back in this situation you know benjamin like i'm not really worried about i could see him getting more passes and being involved in a high-paced game so interested in connor in jsu and me kind of talked about this the other day but aaron jones like if, if lazard sits he's going to see an increased role out of the slot more than likely in the green bay game i have some recency bias with aaron jones don't play him a ton um but I think those guys for me are probably I think those are like plays that might be more in play that most people aren't on as of yet they'll probably they'll gain ownership and steam as the weekend kind of rolls on but I think they're definitely uh, interesting GBP plays for that reason.
3: So Bob don't you agree though that the range itself is so, so loaded and running back as a position is so loaded should we really be worried about if a running back gets steamed from 9% to 40, no, no, no. 16, right? Like, Not well, at all. that shouldn't matter. Yeah. So if Joe Mixon goes, because uh, some sites are pretty high, on them, obviously some projection sites that maybe we look at, um, you know, obviously the Blitz you guys have over at RG is a good projection site that I know a lot of sharp players look at. We have SaberSim over at Rumpier Sports. Uh, ETR is another site I know people look at if all these sites have him, it's still one of those ranges where the range is so loaded, nausea. It's the ownership. I wouldn't even worry about ownership at running back personally, especially with these guys.
2: And also, you know, Jamar chase and, uh, and Higgins, they're going to get a lot of love too. And people aren't going to be playing mixed in. So that's the, that's the downside, right? Is that they have such electric pass, passive weapons that the game script could go a different way than what we're anticipating. Also, there's a lot of talk about Joe uh, uh, Burrow just absolutely, you know, you know, pass, pass, passing this season. So you could see it go a different way, but I also, you know, I I think that he should be in that top tier and the matchup certainly is, is uh, ripe for a, for a massive game. And it worked last season. Why wouldn't it work again? Um, So I I like that. My, My question to you, JSU is you are, predicting the Giants to win. So I have to imagine you're somewhat interested in the 6,100 Saquon, but he is going to be chalky. So how how are you, how are you handling that?
3: Yeah. So I don't think Saquon is a terrible play. I think they're going to spread the ball out a little bit more with New York this year. I think he's going to have a lot more opportunities in the passing game, better opportunities too. I don't know how much success they're going to have on the ground though, especially against the Titans. I think, I think he's fine, but me personally, I like Mixon more. I like Aaron Jones way more. You guys, uh, I think, Kirk, you said Alan Lazard was doubtful for for Sunday. So if Alan Lazard is out, this is the way I view Aaron Jones. And the reason why I didn't even bring him up at running back, I think of him as wide receiver one for the Packers because that's what he's going to be. He's going to play – he's going to get a lot of passing opportunity. He's going to be like CMCS – but I think he's going to play with Dylan way more than they even expected him to um, this week because there's no Lazard. He's going to option out into the slot and out wide, and Dylan is also going to get more opportunities because wow. I think they play together. So I am my running back pool. I could, I already know my running back pool. It's CMC on on DraftKings for sure at, at the top. Jonathan Taylor probably on FanDuel at the top, and then it's Joe Mixon. It's the two running backs from green Bay. And I'm probably planting my flag on those guys. Like I I think that like I'm all in on those guys. I was just going to
2: say, you just, I wasn't even thinking that, like, thank you for, for opening that up. So then I just like take a peek into Aaron Jones last season, just to see what his target, his target ceilings were, you know, I mean, so he had a game, he had a game with 10 targets, a game with 11 targets I mean, he went for nine receptions on 10 targets for 129 yards against San Francisco in just receiving. And now he's yeah. gotta be he's gotta be Rogers' most uh trusted receiver at this point. I mean, who I mean, Randall Cobb, I guess you can make the dust, you could <laughs> dust him off. And you know, and I'm sure that Rogers will uh force feed some to Randall Cobb, but um yeah, man, I wasn't even thinking that. So I, I, when I was shooting, I was like, damn, I'm all in on Aaron Jones. I was just thinking
3: all of a sudden. That's my point, though. There's so many good – and bo- bo- this is where Bob's really good because I, I think that he can find, like, the diamond in the rough when there's so many options. And I, Bob does a really good job in tournaments. He doesn't give himself enough credit, but I'll, I'll give him credit for it. But he's really good at picking out how ownership's going to go and, and and where he can find the leverage – in that ownership in every range. And that's why I like, I, I like when I, I want to hear what Bob's takes are because at running back specifically, there's so many damn options. You brought up James Conner, and I do think James Conner's a, a good play. I think he could be the workhorse again this year. He got a lot of opportunity in the, in the goal line areas for that team. He'll probably get it again. That's my point. There's so many of those guys that – at the end of the day, what's James Conner gonna be, Bob? Like ownership-wise, like where's he going?
2: He's gonna be very low-owned, uh, around five percent, right? Yeah, now. five percent yeah. is what I'm showing too. Yeah, we That's didn't even hit on Eckler or Swift. Like this range is absolutely loaded. More yeah, we didn't talk about Camara. We didn't talk about uh, Eckler. Um, we didn't talk about Nick Chubb, who's getting some love on uh, on different sites. Um, Dalvin Cook is like an afterthought. Right. Like it's, it's crazy. They, I mean, at the
3: end of the day, you gotta, you can't just play everyone. That's why I, I like doing this. Cause we, we do these shows and we kind of like kind of start to c- condense our thoughts on these players and kind of make our own player pool on these shows. And I think a lot of people need to do that themselves. They kind of got to learn how to just say like, listen, I could like 15 running backs on this slate, but I can't play 15 running backs. I have to, I have to, Put my flag down, plant down on, you know, five or six running backs, depending on how many lineups you're playing. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with in DFS. They try to get a little bit of everybody instead of saying, I'm going to plant my flag on one of these positions. And then maybe at wide receiver, I can have a little bit more differentiation because I'm so tight at quarterback and running back or and, just and running and So
2: like, and running back is like the, like, like pitching in MLB. It's like, we're, we're most confident of our running back projections. We're, we're anchoring our lineups with the guys. We are most confident in Cause we, we see that upside and we will be shocked if it doesn't come through. So like Aaron Jones, like you just like, after you broke that down, you just have to have that really good feeling. Like damn 6,700 Alan Lazard's out. You know what I mean? He's got 10, 11 targets uh, like uh, multiple times last season, uh, uh, dual threat. It's like, boom. Um, yeah. And like, I could honestly pick out, I'm not, and this isn't even like a joke. I could honestly name 20 running backs plays right now that I I really like, really like all of them. Like we could get down to like Ramondre Stevenson, you know, like, uh, we wanted to be homers here, but, um, I mean, yeah, there's a ton. And then, only thing that I want made, to hear
3: your take on the Patriots running back backfield. Give I want, I back.
2: To, where was Ramond, that? Ramondre is electric, right? Like, so like they're going to
3: yeah.
2: either, either I, I expect Harris is going to get the bulk for the beginning until like they get fed up with him or he gets injured. And, and then, but Ramondre has got the third, he's got the James White role now supposedly where he's the, the passing back. And I think there's room to grow on top of that. And he's freaking electric. You know what I mean? Like, like it's you don't have to be a rocket science to watch them play to see like he's he can he can do some good for this team. Like he he is the one. It's just uh how long are we going to have to suffer through uh Harris? I mean, maybe Harris maybe there they'll be a dual threat and like because that maybe that's their best shot and they'll just keep running it down people's throats. But uh I don't know. I'm not very high on the the pats this season, but Ramondre is like my one guy I am. But I, I, I'm I'm hoping I'll be like pleasantly surprised. Kind of like how they're, like sometimes the Red Sox do. Like You're not expecting them to have a good season, and then all of a sudden, not this season, I mean, by the
3: way. I mean, no, the Patriots running backs, are they were really valuable last year. I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off from the Patriots in general. I actually bet their team total under. I thought it was a good bet before the season at eight and a half. That was another bet I made. I just think they're going to be third in the division. I think they're going to be third in the division. I think the AFC is staffed um and i just don't see it this year i just don't see them and as much as we're from boston and we can be homers at times i just don't think they're going to be at the end of the day better than miami better than buffalo i think they finished third in the division the jets are last and that puts them around seven maybe eight but i don't think they get past eight so i i put that bet down that was a bet i made and uh yeah yeah don't that we're at
4: trey yeah, they're they're are is ridiculous. it, Bob? Buffalo's a
3: wagon. Just all out. Yeah, that was the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. Was last night. Buffalo line is two and a half.
2: Quick question, James Connor, are you guys worried at all? Like that Arizona is just going to be awful. I'm a little
3: worried. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm I'm a not little like, worried. I'm
4: James Connor. I just I just think that it's interesting in that range. But there's so many guys that are going to be low owned specifically in that range. Like, like Swift run back. I like, like, if I had to pick my favorite, it might be Swift. Like, looking at it, like, 6,800. Um, you can kind of pair them. Like, there's going to be pieces in that game. I usually X the chalk UB, so I don't think I'll be playing too much Jalen Hurts, but maybe if I'm fielding Brown or playing Goddard, I'll have some run backs with Swift. Uh, but pricing so soft that all these guys are in play. They're all going to be like 500 to 1,000, like, more in this middle range, or like 500 more, I would say, by come three weeks from
2: that yeah. uh and i keep going to camara because just just knowing that atlanta has always been bad for receiving backs you know they've just all like that's the way you've always beaten them he's got the third uh highest reception yards prop for running back he's top eight in rushing yard props i think he's going to have a bigger season than people think i think it's going to be more you know at, you know ingram is just another year older now um so uh there, but let's uh, that I think we've I think we've kind of got a good understanding of where, where we like. I'll throw one more play out there. Do we have any interest in like Antonio Gibson as kind of the I've kind of seen him kind of hit some
4: optimals? They're at home, they're obviously favorite versus the Jaguars. A lot of people are going to correlate them with the Washington defense, so I guess he kind of makes sense. There's no one there, I just don't know how much I'll have because I'm trying to spend up at running back currently.
2: All right. Uh, Let's move it on over to QB. I don't like
3: Antonio Gibson. I'll just throw that out there, especially if he's going to get ownership. Like I just, I can't play a guy who I know the coaching staff wasn't really in on before the season started. They they drafted Robinson, who has the unfortunate, you know, uh, situation come up with him. But like, they they clearly don't really view Antonio Gibson as the guy if they spent the. You know, quality draft pick on Robinson. It seemed like Robinson was gonna be the guy, at least to start. And then they go, you know, and that happens. And now Gibson's back in. But I don't know. I just can't play it if he's gonna be at all popular uh, at running back. I rather take, I rather take dart shots. Like I, I don't think the Patriots' like defensive line is gonna be that great. I could see one of these Miami backs having a decent game. I, that's. That's one thing, like, you're going to get low ownership on a guy like Chase Edmonds. Maybe they use Mostert a little bit if you're in the Millie Maker, I, I don't know what his price is, but maybe he at least knows the system, too. You want to talk – he's the he's probably the most comfortable because he's been in the system that uh, is moving to Miami because they got a new coaching staff and everything, and it's from San Francisco. So, I, I don't know. That's just a, a Millie Ma- Maker dart that maybe uh, people could use, um, but, yeah. I definitely. I like the
2: Dolphins, Dolphins running back call. The I want, I want to bet on the Dolphins.
3: Yeah. I, I I bet on the Dolphins already. I like the Dolphins.
2: I mean, it just seems so like you you look at the new the new team, the way they're set up with like Tyreek with Waddle, they're like a bunch of small, super fast, like. So it's usually Dude, like they're set like, up
3: like San Francisco, right? Yeah. Like, tell me I mean, they no, it's like
2: everywhere. So it's like you can't just take away Tyreek Hill because you got Waddle, you got all the. It's like you can't do what the Pats always do. And it's like, there's going to be just too much for them to handle. And then the offense of the Pats is just not very, I don't expect it to be very good. And uh, I don't know, but the let's Patriots, talk. The, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Cut no, down. no, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't. The Patriots
4: cut. defense is also like very slow. So if they're running these like end rounds with bottle or Tyreek or going, they're just going to burn like most a a burner. Like, yeah, I like these. I like my, I really like Miami too this week. Uh, I'm with the bow Dylan is another guy in that range. We should probably think about I it. I mean, yeah. I already
3: talked about him. I love I Dylan. Have, that's, yeah, I love Dylan a good bit. That's, that's why I won't have as much of the Miami backfield, because I'll probably have more Dylan. But, yeah, he's he's definitely, a, he's definitely a good play. Again, I could see him as RB1 and Aaron Jones' wide receiver one. Like, I, I literally could see that happen at the end of the day.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I could see that being the case. And that's the interesting thing is a lot of people aren't going to play both running backs on so that $5 milli We kind of had this conversation the other day, but that's a, that's a differentiated concern. Oh yeah. The $5
2: milli I got all the, the yeah. 150 tickets or whatever for that thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. I, I guess they were doing a promotion. Um, but anyway, okay. So uh, let's talk about QB. QB really doesn't matter, right? Like or big thing. There's not going to be some glaring, 35% Lamar Jackson, like, or anything there's Lamar Jackson, but he's not going to be heavily owned. It's going to be like a bunch of guys under 10% owned, regardless of where you go, Mike and single entry stuff. And, uh, might get a, you might see a little bit more of like, uh, Hertz, uh, Kyler, Mahomes like that, the top ownership guys, but for, for all intents and purposes, I don't think it really matters that much, but I mean, the guy, who at least is going to be chalky for, for cash and probably the single up is Jalen Hurts. I think there's good reason. I mean, a lot of people are extremely high on him, um, which is funny because like people were extremely low on him before uh, last season, but all, all of a sudden he's, he's the guy Um they're, They were letting him rip in preseason, which was good. Um, they have uh, Philly has like an incredible, o-line d-line mismatch according to uh, over at etr for the who does the offensive lines um detroit was 27th in dvoa versus the past they've added that big play guy aj brown who is absolutely electric they also have devontae smith who is very electric as well so he's got they also have goddard who's healthy so they have a ton of options to let this offense rip and I mean, this dude rush, runs a ton. Like, this dude is is going uh, head-to-head with, like, Lamar uh, for for rushing yardage. So, um, yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about Jalen Hurts. Um, the other guy that's going to be popular is Kyler Murray. Um, I'm a little bit worried as, as he's losing more of the options. But, you know, he does have uh, the new uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um To join there, you know, and KC is has struggled with uh, the deep ball always, and Kyler Murray's a pretty accurate deep ball passer, and you know Brown is like he's gonna he's gonna have a massive target share, don't you think, Marquise Brown? Brown, I think uh, probably.
4: Yeah, I one of the things it's you're what's. It's like two two midgets playing catch, pretty much, with Marquise. And we gotta um,
3: pull height into this already. We got a, We got a short shamer here. We got
4: a short shamer. am not a short shamer, but I'm just saying. Like, you really what these these? They got a big offensive line. Um, it
3: KC, only took us
4: 43 line, and a half KC. minutes
3: for you or someone else to bring up the height. 43 minutes on our time. first show, Bobby, together, and you're already talking about height. Just go Classic. Shameless, classic. Shamer short people. Classic short shamer.
2: All you short uh-huh. people out there, make sure you flame Bobby on Twitter, at Bobby Gomes DFS. Um, I love the short guys. And was, especially we were just talking about
3: the short dynamic passing game in Miami, right?
2: You know, and he, it,
3: he loved Miami, and then all of a sudden he's against the short people. That's what uh, I heard. Unbelievable,
2: oh, unbelievable. Yep. Um, we got Patrick Mahomes. The thing about Mahomes is, is like, we don't know what the we don't have the Tyreek anymore. You know, it's uh, it's Juju, which we're not sure. Like, so they they like Juju almost. Feel, I guess he feels better than like when they got Le'Veon Bell. Like you knew, like that was going nowhere. But like, I don't. I'm I'm not sold that Juju is going to be very good. But maybe. Um, I think he's gonna have the opportunity. So we'll be interested to see that. Um, but you know, also those quotes with Mahomes saying it's gonna be someone new every week. Sorry, you fantasy players, like you know, like I hate reading that. But the one guy that we can count on is is Kelsey. But you know, like in games that they're they're just comfortable and like you know, sing, just crushing the opponents, Kelsey will be won't be used as much because they'll probably try to save him a little bit. Uh but as he gets a little bit older here, but like I guess Mahomes to Kelsey is an obvious stack. But Mahomes is great play if this if this uh, game stays competitive, which I'm starting to worry about. But um, whenever I do worry about, it's usually like what it'll end up being like Arizona ends up blowing out KC for some reason like that. But um, and then other than that, there's like Burrow, Herbert, Lamar. I mean, we got them all. We got so who who are your favorites? Start off with you, Bobby.
4: Yeah, so going with the Juju opportunity, Juju's going to be getting a lot of opportunity to do uh TikToks with Jackson Mahomes this year. Oh, but no, I I don't mind um going to Mahomes. It's just I want to usually roster a QB with more of a condensed target share, and obviously Kelsey is that. But the other weapons, the ancillary pieces, I just don't have much faith in. Want to see it kind of play out, and I want to double stack Mahomes more most times, right? Like I'm not single stacking Mahomes. The rushing equity. I don't know, it he has it, but he doesn't really go there. So uh it makes it tough. So you're wasting lineups if you miss on Juju or just trying to figure out who to stack Mahomes, Kelsey, and then someone else. Uh yeah. Ky- do, do you do you need someone else? I think if you're playing like the I think Mahomes needs to be double stacked because he lacks the rushing equity. Right. So that's kinda I like I love Kelsey. I'm gonna play him this week. I just don't know if I'm gonna time to my home. So I don't want to pick between MVS Sky Moore and uh Juju. Um, Yeah,
2: MVS
3: MVS is getting touted very hard.
2: Very hard. I very like hard.
3: how you conveniently just leave out McCole Hardman in your three wide receivers. You Short? Said, no, he, didn't, he didn't make the height. So yeah, I think he it, didn't he did. Go I, for it.
4: I think it was because I, I've read reports that McCole's gonna be like the number three. He's not gonna assume the regular usage. Like people think he's gonna step in. For so you
3: just minutes. said Juju, MVS, and Sky Moore. That's three receivers right there. You left out McCole. Well,
4: McCole's gonna fight with Sky for for playing time. So like he's not gonna be. Everyone thinks like because he's been on the team, he's gonna step in. Currently, right now, Beats are saying that it's not gonna be that way. It's gonna be MBS and Juju first. So. That's Just wild. call him short. Just call him short. He's is he short? Yeah, I think he's all. He's like over. Is six he what? I don't even know what he is. I
3: mean, I mean, he's probably like five ten, five eleven. Someone look this up right now. How tall is he? It's got to be an easy. He's. I think he's five ten. Bobby. Bobby thinks he's over six feet. So either way, he's not. He's like, six feet. I would say.
4: He's short too. Everyone's short these days, huh?
3: You put in five ten is short. He's five ten. No, he's five ten, which means he's
2: probably five nine
3: i that killed to true. be five ten. Are you kidding me right now? Are we serious? Five ten is JSU, short. J- I was J- to be
2: five ten. JSU used to put five five nine on the dating profiles when he was doing
3: it. <laughs> no, the basketball, up. you know, the like high school like uh, promo. You used things, to bump when you your height. In, up. They give you the when they walk in, they give you the list of everyone that's playing, and they'd have your name and your height and all that, yeah. like guard or whatever. I would totally put like five six. Five, six. That's
4: that. What happened there?
2: I don't know, but that was cool. It sounded cool.
4: It, it reverberated.
2: That um, yeah, was
4: good. Wait, we're talking about QB still, right? Are we yeah. making
2: the top? Um, yeah. What do you, what do you, so we didn't talk about Burrow, Herbert, Lamar. I would prefer Herbert uh, just
4: because he's in that high total game. It's the afternoon game. He's going against a Ra- Raider secondary that isn't the greatest. Uh, he has the weapons. Keenan should absolutely burn that slot guy. I forget his name, but I know he's just getting older. But Keenan, you can kind of play him. I, 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 when Keenan's just a savant over the middle, I have no issue playing Keenan. So I like him with Herbert, Mike Williams. We didn't hit on Eckler. So you're basically in a situation where this whole stack is in a really good spot and the, all the ownership is going to be spread out for uh, the Chargers. Um, I like Lamar. I think Lamar, you don't have to double stack. So you could just pair him with Andrews. The question is, are the Ravens going all in? I think Ram- Lamar's incentivized. He didn't get the contract that he wanted. So he could. he's up for a big week. And uh, the Ravens have third. I think they uh, let third in terms of fantasy points given to a tight end. The stack's right there with Mark Andrews. So those would. if I had to rank them, my top would be Herbert, um, Lamar, up top Herbert and Lamar would be my two favorites up top. Kirk, are you there?
2: Yeah, is uh JSU are, are your volume okay? You hear us? Okay.
4: He said he said keep talking. So keep talking. He, all he right. Be, he might be out. Uh, okay.
2: Um yeah, um, I'm I'm the only one we didn't talk. I mean, I, I like all these guys, so it's it's whoever I like to stack up first. I guess if I'm if I'm gonna narrow one down, I mean I want to play Burrow because of the electric weapons he has. But if I'm if I'm gonna sell myself on Mixon, and maybe that's the that's the one to kind of fade and play it that way. Um, Herbert for sure. I mean I, w- I want to hear your take on Derek Carr with uh, Devonte. Now, I mean Derek Carr has always been like the ultimate game manager. Um, what are what are we thinking this uh, this uh, newly revamped offense is going to look like now, where they can't just key in on a uh, Darren Waller, because they got the the best receiver in the game.
4: Yeah, I think Carr is a very good play this week. Uh, and you're taking away J.C. Jackson. I don't think he's playing, if I read the last report correctly. So Devontae should be someone who I think was going to come in lower or own over the last month. People have been looking and thinking Jackson's going to play. So people looking at salaries. They're not going to play Devontae. I think Devontae is firmly in play with the stack with Carr. My favorite receiver is Renfro maybe assumes that Julian Edelman role in this uh, Josh McDaniels offense. And with that being the situation, like he's already burned this Chargers team repetitively last year. So I I, I think Renfro would be my favorite, but Waller's down there at 5'4". Like this whole Oakland Raiders stack is firmly in. This game is going to be the game that a lot of the sharp players are on, I would imagine, just because you can spread out the ownership on the stack. They're not going to be too highly owned and it's a very highly told game so i don't know i really like i really like car really like herbert uh they'll be two, they'll be in my player pool for
3: sure you guys hear me
2: yeah yeah we can hear you all
3: right so i'm back i, th- I think my sound okay
2: Perfect. yeah you're good
3: all right uh so you guys it's are not a to-
2: quarterback it's not a little short over there though yeah uh, it's a little
4: short kind of cut short
2: all right uh where are we at with quarterback I lost um, you for a second. So give us a take on like, so I, I was thinking that if we're going to sell ourselves on Nixon, we should probably be lower on Burrow. Um, even though Burrow has extremely good passing weapons. Um, but then we also have Herbert. We've got Lamar. We've got, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Derek Carr, who's usually the ultimate game manager, but now has a bunch of really skilled weapons that they can't just key in on anymore. So I want to hear your take there.
3: Yeah, so for one, I think at the top range, if we're looking at Hurts, Murray, Mahomes, and Herbert, and Lamar, I'll throw Lamar in there as well, I prefer Herbert. You got a guy who, in my opinion, it's going to be a competitive game, and I'm higher on the Raiders too than most, so I do think there's, there's going to be some back and forth. So I would prefer taking Herbert over Mahomes, who – If I'm playing Mahomes, I think it's in like a milli setting where I can stack him and have a bunch of different Mahomes stacks in my 150 spreading out the wide receiver because Bob was talking about it. He's like, well, it it looks like the beats say it's going to be this guy and this guy, but then Mahomes is saying, hey, listen, it's going to be a different guy every week. I personally think outside of Kelsey, it probably will be a different guy every week because I, Mahomes will spread it around. I, I think he could easily end up just spreading this thing around and it not be like one or two clearer guys after Kelsey. And so if I'm stacking Mahomes, I want to just have two pass catchers with Mahomes and make that a rule in my 150 and then just have a bunch of different combinations. That way I'm not like, oh, I don't have any McColl. You know, I don't have any uh, Juju or MVS uh, or something like that. And the way I do it, I probably wouldn't play Kelsey in the Millie Maker formats. I'd probably stack them with two wide receivers just to give me a little more differentiation because I think a lot of people who play Mahomes in the Millie Maker will play Kelsey for the safety and then try and pick the right wide receiver as their second guy. So who knows? Maybe you get lucky and. You get MVS and McColl who who come out there and catch three touchdowns together or it's Sky Moore and uh, you Juju. Who knows? That That's my thing. I don't like the guessing. When I play Herbert, I can play Mike Williams. I can play Keenan Allen. I can play one of those dudes, and I feel very good about it. And then if if I want to play a third guy, a Palmer or someone else and hope I get lucky, that's fine. But – I feel good about that one guy for sure. Same thing with like Derek Carr. I got Darren Waller. I got Devontae Adams, Hunter Efro, those three dudes. And I can pick two and I can play them and put in my Derek Carr stack. So I really like those two quarterbacks from that game specifically. Um, I'm going to be lower on Hurts, Murray, uh lamar lamar just lower on because they're playing the jets like i think once they get up they're just gonna run 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 could he have two touchdowns on the ground and a touchdown or two in the air it's very possible but i'm just not going for the blowout game against joe flacco where i think they could just dominate um so i'm staying away from him and then just kind of looking at the list down. I like Jameis Winston and Millie makers at a cheap price tag, 5.3 K. If I'm playing Kyle Pitts, uh, I can bring it back. My Jameis stack would be, uh, preferably him with either Kamara and one wide receiver or just a wide receiver. But, uh, I think he's interesting at that cheap price tag and the last guy's Kirk cousins that I'm interested in only because I'm so high on the green Bay side. And I think one of those Minnesota wide receivers Another condensed situation from a pass catching standpoint. You're either playing Jefferson or Thielen, and you can run it back with Kirk, and it makes for a nice little stack with the running backs. Um, last, uh,
2: Daniel Jones thought?
3: I'm not going to play him here, but I do think he could be improved and be someone that we look at for DFS stuff maybe uh, a couple weeks down the line. I just hate it. It's a new system. You know, how good is he going to be that first game in the new system? I don't know. I, I worry about it just a little bit. But I obviously like the Giants, um, and I'm higher on the Giants than a lot of people. So you you could do it. I'm just personally playing like Jameis in that cheap range. How cheap is he? I'm, I'm trying to find him right he's now. 5K. He?
2: Or, uh, he's 5K. He's uh, 5K, exactly, Daniel Jones.
3: Yeah, He's fine. Fu- he's fine. I just personally prefer Jameis.
2: My the last guy I was interested in is Tua, but Ooh. like uh, I I like it, so I'm torn, right? Like I like it, like you said, he's got like the cheat code now, right? He's got like a bunch of guys who he can throw a two yard little out to, and they can just take it to the house, right? And he doesn't have to throw massive deep balls, but he, I mean, they can. But uh, so he has those weapons. The only thing is, I'm worried about like just the Patriots milk and clock with running plays, running plays, running plays all game. Um,
4: no, I think that makes sense to have that. That's kind of the same worry that I have, especially with weather supposedly in that second half, it's supposed to be raining. Uh, but it does like to a, you can single stack to a two at that price. You don't have to double them. So you can go to a waddle or to a Tyreek. I think I'd prefer to a waddle. Um, uh, Davis Mills is another one I think is, is interesting to like differentiate the Taylor lineups for talking like lower own quarterbacks, just because like Waddle on, I think Waddle 6'1", Brandon Cooks is like right around 6'1", and then AJ Brown the chalk is at 6'4". So uh, Mills to uh, Brandon Cooks, I think is pretty interesting. You don't have to really double stack Mills. You could with Nico Collins, but, I don't know. They're just ways to kind of differentiate JT builds. Um, if we do think JT is going to be like supremely chalky, so supreme yeah. chalk.
2: Little little Baker revenge?
4: Baker's tides are the highest, the guy everyone likes in the slate, right? So if you want to differentiate McCaffrey, I don't think it's the worst idea. And DJ Moore at 6K.
2: Oh, little DJ, yeah.
3: My I issue is if you play Baker, I think you need to find someone on the other side. And who do you play on the other side? Uh, that you feel super confident in,
4: and they're also a team that runs the clock out completely. So if you're worried about that with the Patriots, like you should definitely be worried about that with the Browns. So.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean it would have to be Amari Cooper or a Chubb or something. But um, all right, uh, let's move it on over to wide receiver. Let's start it right off with the the chalkiest Michael Pittman at 5,500. Yes. I'm a believe Like I'm big on Pittman this season. He's obviously the wide receiver one, you know, he's going to have so much opportunity. They, he had a lot of opportunity with Carson Wentz, right. And he still performed fine. Great. He was 15th in receptions last year with Wentz. So you have to expect that to go up with a more competent. Now, Matt Ryan, isn't great, but he's a better passer for sure. than than Carson Wentz. Um, I still think he, he kind of sucks too, but, um, you know, Pittman, twenty-five percent target share, twenty-five percent target, thirty-one percent air yards. Problem is, is there's this is a a game that could very easily be all Jonathan Taylor, and that's all they need to do against Houston. So I get it. How are you guys going to play it? Um, you know, we we've already talked about it a little bit, but give me a, give me a firm stand on how you guys are going to play it.
4: I get. Uh, do you want me? To, do you want to go first, Jazzy, or me? Go, go for go. it, Bobby. Yeah, so for me, I think I'm axing Pittman just because the opportunity cost in that range I think is very strong. Uh, you have Adam Thielen there, you have Elijah Moore there, you have Christian Kirk there. I think they're all guys that can beat Pittman. On um, the other side of that is I'm not playing Pittman with JT. JT's rushing prop now is right at 100 yards. I think that game script will probably stay what it is. So um, I probably if if Pittman catches a bomb, it takes away from JT. So I'd rather play my JT. And I think there's other, I don't know, there's other wide receivers in that are around there that like Chris Olave. you could play if you like that Atlanta game. He might be like 4k. I'm just thinking within the 5k range, like Darnell Mooney versus that San Francisco 49ers offense. If you want to play him as a one-off, I think he's fine. Thomas is there. Renfro's at 5'8". I think Renfro's a very good play on the slate. Um, Yeah, so there's all these guys around Pittman that just don't have that I think can match him or or beat him. So I think he's going to be an X for me at this point.
2: Yeah, week one chalk, right? Like, what could go wrong? Yeah,
4: what could exactly, exactly?
2: Um, And then there's a ton of guys, like you said, like there's even guys like Thielen, Rashad Bateman. So like every range is so stacked. Um, Yeah.
4: But if that's where, if he's going to be the chalkiest player on the slate, like he's the one we should be looking to.
2: Yeah, it's probably going to be Marquise Brown. Is I'm thinking will get, get steamed up to be the highest. Once, with the on
3: more potentially. Yeah, out.
2: once once these projections getting bumped up with uh, with more out because everybody still has more in.
3: Marquise I think is the, the jock. I think it'll be close.
4: I don't think those like high end cash games players would go and play Marquise in like their cash game teams.
3: Oh they will
2: they they certainly will if, if you see if if yeah if if etr the blitz slash saber everybody gives him the you know bumps up his target share and he becomes the the top value in the play they they just trust the projections, you know what I mean? I'm just super tentative
4: with Marquise Brown. I mean, no
2: dude, this is like this is like the debate I have. So like when Cardi was like in baseball, for instance, he's like, if you don't play Dan Vogelbach in cash, you're just bad. One night on a slate, he said, and I was like, wait a minute here. You know, like, yes, I get it. He's in cores and he's cheap, but like, he's all home run or nothing. Right. Like, so there's like something, and that's, that's, that's how we've known Marquise Brown, to the be in, in, you know, Probably. he's been like that, like all home run or nothing. Um, so yeah, I, I get that.
4: Yeah. He makes, he's six two too. Like these other guys are down like in, five, five. between.
3: I would say to honestly remember this Marquise Brown. Is he all home run or nothing? Cause I remember some games last year where he was racking up some catches and he had some pretty high catch numbers. Uh, I know even a few years ago, I think he, he, uh, he won me a, a big contest on Yahoo and he had like 10 catches for like 104 yards in a touchdown. And Marquise uh, Mark Andrews had like two, two. And I'm just thinking to myself, Oh, that's kind of rare. But then we saw it a little bit more and a little bit more. Yes, did he make big plays? I'm not saying he wasn't a big playmaker. But I'm just saying, don't forget, this offense in Kyler, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. He's the, the stick mover, right? He's that guy. Yeah, he'll make a big play every now and then. But he's that guy you need that eight yards, that 12 yards to get that first down. They don't have that guy right they now. They lost everybody. They lost they Christian lost. Kirk. He, they lost Chase Edmonds, who was another yeah. guy who made plays. They now. lost, and now they're losing Rondell Moore. It's like so My that- point with this is: is don't be shocked if Marquise Brown had one of those games where he had eight catches on twelve targets for. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't be stunned. Like, no, I wouldn't either. And he, he was getting more as
2: last season than than he ever had. He was becoming more of a a consistent. You know, if you look at like at least in the first half of the season, I mean, he was going like. 10 targets, 14 targets, 12 targets, 13 targets, 10. Like he was having a stretch. So,
3: what I agree with you on though, Kirk, is I think they brought him in to be the Christian Kirk, like that downfield guy with DeAndre, right? Uh, To be that stick mover. It's just so now they're down to Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown, injured Zach Ertz too. Injured Zach Ertz. Yeah. Who's, I mean, who knows? I'm assuming he plays, but I don't know. And then James Connor and who they got left at wide receiver, Andy I don't, Isabella? Do they all
2: have Isabella? I was
3: wondering that. Do they still have Isabella? I think Ooh, they do they still, have still have Isabella. So he could be the deep threat, and Marquise could be oh. one of the guys moving the change, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: is Isabella. I mean, they're going to have to. I mean, I don't know, unless you guys are high on Victor Bolden Jr. No. <laughs> no. Formerly of the USFL
3: Binghamton.
4: Stallions. Rondale was ruled out so if we already covered that and i just totally
3: he, he's him. officially out officially out yeah okay this was like
4: 20 minutes ago too so he might have yeah. i just missed i mean it. it's
2: aj green i mean i'm gonna play aj Green. <laughs> oh geez <laughs> i
4: it, this is the week to
2: play him so i i wouldn't fault you um
3: hey no you're not serious right i'm gonna play him i i mean
2: AJ Green. I mean, there's no other. It's it's it's. No, there's, there's you just, guys are messing no, with me now. There's,
3: there's nobody left. Oh God, uh. he's tall. He's tall. You know, he's tall, yeah. Bobby's Bobby gave grit.
2: Oh. Blessed him. I'd rather there play. Are that. So many think good you're playing, on this well. slate. You
3: are not playing AJ. Damn Green. I no, I don't, I'm probably not going to play him. But you need to lie down. I I don't know. I feel you need I have major. Can reasons we time out play. this this podcast? Can we resume in five? I need a, I, I need a quick uh you know break. I need to lie down. You're not playing AJ Green.
4: No, I'm not playing. It, but I, I, he's more in play when you take out I have, I have
2: I have to play. I have him in a rainmakers contest. <laughs> oh, the truth comes <laughs> out. <laughs> the truth comes out. I needed um, I, I needed the cards. Um, all right, What right. So, I'm hoping he catches the TD, so Kirby can get some Rainmakers dollars. That's right. Make it rain, baby. Um, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, uh, Tyreek, A.J. Brown, kind of that top 6,400 to 8,000, like that range, like kind of the stud range. Who are, who are, who are your favorites to you?
3: Yeah, so for me, just looking at the top, I'm going to say at wide receiver that – if I have to like pick one, like it's going to be with my stacks, though, right? So it's kind of like, yeah. I'm higher on Herbert and Derek Carr, right? So obviously, I'm going to have love for Keenan Allen. I'm going to have love for Mike Williams, um, Devontae Adams, obviously. I think the guy, though, if, if I have to plant a flag and say a guy that I'm probably going to be a little under on, It's probably going to be Justin Jefferson. And I think that's a hot take because I think he's going to be popular. And I do actually like Kirk Cousins. This is the other thing. I just think Adam Thielen is such a good value play and a great pivot off of Michael Pittman. And and this is where Bobby talked about. There's just so many other plays that we can play in that range. And Adam Thielen, people forget this because obviously he didn't play that much last year. He got injured a little bit. It just didn't work out for him last year. But that dude was a touchdown monster, absolute monster on this team when he was healthy, and all the attention is going to be Justin Jefferson. Him, Dalvin Dalvin Cook, they're going to get a lot of that attention. What does that mean? That means we're going to get a lot more of Adam Thielen being like the Gabe Davis where we saw last night what happened, right? Gabe Davis was not targeted heavily. It was a trick. It was kind of like a trick play where he got the touchdown the first time. And then that second bomb he, or the bomb he caught, that was man to man coverage. Josh Allen saw it. They even said it before the ball was hiked. I'm pretty sure that Gabe Davis looked like he was going to be singled up. They realized it. So obviously Josh Allen knew it and then freaking just bombs it because it was one on one. It wasn't like he was getting peppered. I think Adam Thielen is a similar spot where if Kirk Cousins realized all the attentions to Justin Jefferson, he ain't going to force it if he's got Thielen, and Thielen's going to end up with a big game. And I, I love Adam Thielen. So that's why I'll be a little lower on Jefferson. It's not that I think he's bad or I think he's a terrible play. I'm not saying that. And if you're playing a ton of Kirk Cousins' stacks, you probably should have a little bit of both if you're playing multiple lineups. But for me, I'm probably going to be heavier on Adam Thielen. So I got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Devontae Adams in that range, and Tyree Kill would be the fourth because I think Tyree Kill could end up being like Debo Samuel in that Miami offense.
2: Yeah, um, I will say that uh, he has also has a tough matchup. I mean they, I mean they could shadow him with Yair Alexander. They don't usually, probably won't, but they could. But everybody's good in that secondary so like that it is a tougher matchup too there so that can give me some pause um i mean there's so many good plays looking down here i'm like uh, amon ra st brown is like the obviously obvious bring back for the the lions um i'm high on him this year um bobby what do you think of him
0: i like him a lot and
4: he's 6100 too so he's right under aj brown's price at 2400 uh but obviously like in-game stacks, I don't really play the Chalk QB much. But like I could go AJ Brown, Armand, Ross, Saint Brown, um in the same like as a run back.
2: Yeah, you. so when I when I when I build my builds for 150, one of my rules is to uh also run back wide receiver one with a wide receiver or running back. So it's like, it's not part of it's like a secondary stack. So I, so I put like stack wide receiver with exactly one running back wide receiver from the opposing team. So that's, that's I mean, and that's a perfect one you can use in like Amon Ross St. Brown and AJ Brown to avoid the pairing with Hertz, which is what you were saying. And if Hertz has a big game, he may be vulturing um, the touchdowns with his legs. So um you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it can work against AJ um, in that scenario. Uh, yep. Um. All right. Uh. Anything? Like, what are what's going on? With, like the the small like under five k like range. We have because we got guys like Jacoby Myers potentially. We've got. I mean, uh, I don't,
1: don't think that.
4: I don't. I don't think that Miami has their top corner. So I think Myers or Parker, one of them, okay. whoever would get. Byron, I forget his name, but they could be in a better spot, I guess.
3: Hendrick Bourne.
2: Kadarius Tony is 4,100 um, and is electric and was probably going to be chalked. But now there's some reports saying that he might be in the doghouse a little bit. I saw uh, that
3: too. Yeah. And then, but I mean. Wait, Sterling. There was a war- what? That he was in the doghouse? I yeah, so it. Sil-
2: Silva. Silva was saying that, that, yeah. uh. He said that there's a chance he may be in the new regime's doghouse well and merely and merely just rotate in as a wide receiver three this or this is
3: interesting because my actual favorite play, even though I'm not Sterling. gonna play Daniel Jones, and if I have to pick one for the Millie maker. I know who it
2: is. Sterling.
3: No, it's mm-hmm. not Sterling. And I told Bobby, so Bobby's cheating <laughs> because I already told him yeah. this. But I think Wandale Robinson at three K, wow. Stoneman, this guy. He played. I don't think he played that much in the preseason, but I think it's because they already view him as NFL ready. They view him as he's ready to be on the field week one. Now we we've seen it with certain guys, and then we see other guys like James Cook, where I thought it was clear when how they used James Cook. They already knew he wasn't going to play that much, right? They were going to use him in like just a few spots here and there but it was already clear Buffalo had Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, and they were going to kind of split it in their eyes. I think Wanda Robinson's at the point where I think he's not going to be in and out. I think he's going to play a good deal on this team. And I don't think Kenny Galladay is that good. I think Colin Johnson getting hurt. He was one of their best wide receivers in preseason. So now he's out. Um, So they got Tony Slayton, who was kind of down in the depth chart, He was playing a lot in preseason Slayton where Rondell, uh, Wondell Robinson wasn't. So I don't know. I I think that he could end up being the third wide receiver here. And for a million maker dart, I think he's very interesting at three K not saying he's, you know, the best, most optimal cheap play on the slate. I'm just saying, I think he's interesting here. Uh,
2: Scott Barrett was um, tweeting out a while ago. There were some, some people were like high on, uh, Sterling Shepard, um, and saying uh, Scott Barrett tweeted out crazy stat, especially in light of Dan's prediction, the guy was saying that he predicts uh, Shepard will lead the, the team in receptions. But um, he was saying that Shepard has hit 17 fantasy points in five of his last five healthy games with Daniel Jones active, um, averaging 23.1 fantasy points per game.
3: The interesting thing about this offense is I do think they're going to try and spread it and they're going to try, they're going to get quick passes, ball out. And uh, I think that's the way they're going to go about it here against Tennessee, who pretty sure was pretty stout against the run last year. I, I, the passing game though, I think they can not great.
4: Not.
3: So that's my point is, you know, even though you're not targeting Daniel Jones, all their receivers are cheap. So uh, you could, try and take a stab on a Sterling shepherd. If, if, if you got that feeling, maybe you still think Kadarius Darius Tony's the guy, or you want to take a stab on the the young rookie. It's all kind of feel obviously, but yeah.
2: Yep. Um, I mean, there's a ton to like here, this whole thing. I mean, I'll just throw some plays out there like Jalen Waddle, like, Mike Williams, like Hunter Renfro that we talk about, Brandon Cooks, like these guys are all going to get extremely low ownership. Like when you start looking down, and these are all like really good plays, Oman, Ross, St. Brown. Um, So man, there is so much to like at wide receiver, but obviously it's going to all start with your stacks. But and it's um, going, it's going back to like
4: what we kind of hit on is one of these 1 p.m. games is going off. So those receivers that you kind of hit on, they, they could be in those games if you're willing to use one of those QBs and differentiate yourself. It might be more of a fine honor,
3: but another know. rookie I think is interesting is uh, Chris Olave. I think he fits way better with Jameis Winston than the other two receivers, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. They're like short and intermediate guys, quick pass guys. Jameis Winston's not that type of quarterback. He wants to he wants to go down the field with his. I think Chris Olave is the perfect receiver fit. With Jameis Winston here, and so I think he's another guy. I also personally, I, I'm a little biased because I, I have him in like my dynasty leagues and stuff. But I think he's the best receiver in the class.
2: What about George Pickens
3: for this oh. slate or just overall? For this slate, is De- Deontay for- Johnson definitely out?
2: Um, let me pull up the latest on him. Um, said he? Oh no! So that he's already he's saying that he's going to be playing. Johnson.
3: I probably can't play Pickens if, if he's gonna be in.
2: Any other guys? Like I'm just trying to think of the young guy. I know like uh well we don't know. What about if Drake London plays?
4: Ah, uh, I just worry about it. is he gonna get Lattimore?
3: Probably I mean, he's gonna Marcus May and Lattimore are both solid. I may solid, right? Like should I be higher on
4: London
2: than what I am? I, I I'm not. ai don't. No, no, nah, because this is a perfect segue over to tight end. Because why play him when you can just play Kyle Pitts?
3: Yeah, You're I'm with, with I'm with Kirk here. I'm with Kirk.
2: So let's I'm move with on. Over. I'm with both
3: let's, next let's move on over to tight end.
2: Uh, Kelsey is going to probably be the most popular because, man. So you 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 think of you know he's actually averaged less points per per game with uh, Tyreek. Um, out as opposed to to in, but um you know it just makes perfect sense from like a usage standpoint like that Kelsey should be the number one option at all times any close competitive game it's probably they're probably gonna be looking to just feed him feed him feed him Darren Waller has is now he was the man right at wide receiver for for Las angeles Now it's Devonte Adams but what that does is that frees at least no one's gonna be you know glued to him all game so he's still a monster red zone threat monster threat in general Um, I can see him doing well. Mark Andrews, obvious, obvious, you can call him a wide receiver one for, for Lamar. I mean, so that's, you're basically getting wide, you're getting with one, two, three, four, the top four are wide receiver ones, right? Like Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, well, Waller's more of like a wide receiver two. Mark Andrews, wide receiver one. Pitts is probably a wide receiver one. And then, and then maybe you could maybe say Goddard, but I wouldn't. But uh, so I think that's like the the four like the high flashy guys um, there. Then there's there's my baby. Uh, there's little Dylan. You can hear him in the background. Baby
3: D's, baby D's over there. Curry. Initial initial initials are DK.
2: Oh, that's good. Rolls well for the season. Rolls well for the season. I hope so. I'm gonna hit mute and let you guys talk about tight end.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, Bob, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hit it real quick. So I have it as um, Darren Waller is my favorite guy. I think that this year, Darren Waller, um, obviously health is just an obvious thing, right? We say like stay healthy or be there like that's for everybody. So Darren Waller plays in this system with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr with Josh McDaniels. I think Darren Waller has a massive season. Darren Waller is going to see more kind of like non-bracketed one-on-one coverage than he ever has, especially when they get into the red zone and goal line situations where remember Darren Waller, that is where he's used the most and Derek Carr loves throwing to him. Uh, the problem is the defense knows that too. So the defense is trying to scheme to like keep him out, but now Devonte Adams who's one of the better just overall in general, like red zone wide receivers when it comes to that situation back with Derek Carr for his college quarterback, who are you going to, you know, double who you can't just double everyone. And then they got Renfro too. So I think Darren Waller sees, uh, is in a really good spot for the season. I like him this week. He's my top guy. And then I have Kyle Pitts right below him. What do you think of that? That top kind of range?
4: Yeah, I like that. But one thing with Baller, I just was wondering, Like, I think he probably assumes like a Gronkowski type role, like he's going to run those seam routes. Derwin James is there, so that's one of the issues with him, at, but he's 5'4", right? So you can. it's kind of priced in almost. The,
3: the way I look at it, Bob, is especially a tight end, all these guys are going to be 500 to 800 more in about two weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> we're getting a value on these top dudes. 100%. I get what you're
4: saying, 100%. No, I don't I don't mind Waller. Uh, Andrews would be, my, I think, my favorite. I know we're paying up for 6800 and you say, like, all these people are realizing what you're realizing, too, at the same time. It's like, you can pretty – this could be a double tight end week. I wouldn't do it in the $5, but if you're playing, like, higher stakes, I think it's definitely viable because of the point JSU just made. All of these guys are – their prices are going to increase um, as we move forward throughout the season, and especially at this position, like, these guys – they're all guys that, like, Waller's probably going to be 6'8 when the season ends. You know what I mean? So you're getting a very hefty discount. Um, but that, for me, is why Andrews going up against the Jets would be my number one, just because paying up to 6'800. A lot of people are going to do that at other positions, and the Jets just – he's going to see a huge usage bump with Marquise gone, and the offense is tailored to the tight ends. So he's going to be my first. Kelsey would probably be my second. Then I could go Waller. Um one guy I think is pretty sneaky is Robert Tanyan. If we think that Lazard is not going to play, I think Tanyan is a guy that you really want to give some consideration to. Everyone looking to Jones. Jones is fine 100%. Like he's definitely seen increased usage in situations when um, Devontae isn't in, but I think Tanyan's going to be overlooked. Uh, and then Hunter Henry, I think, versus Miami, I think he just makes sense. He's someone that I'd have some interest in. Um, Irv Smith going down the list. If you like that game, staying in that Green Bay Minnesota game, and Brevin Jordan, I think that tops it off. Uh, if we're going all the way down, Um uh, yeah. the tight ends I kind of have in my play. I got a whittle it down, but those are guys. Um, I like
3: the I like the Irv Smith call. I like, um, if, especially if you like Kirk Cousins. I like the Tanyan call too, because listen, at least we know he has. You know, when it comes down to touchdowns, the red zone, he's got that kind of you know, upside there where maybe he's not going to get you a hundred yards and like eight catches. I don't think he's getting you that, but could he get you four catches for 40 and two touchdowns? Absolutely. And uh, I think you'd take it. So uh, I I like that call as a sneaky, um, sneaky play. So, yeah, I mean, that
4: yeah, pretty much. Oh, sorry.
2: No, no, go ahead. I was just going to give one sneaky play. No, I was gonna. I was just
4: gonna transition from tight end to defense because JSU was we're, on a time crunch to so get
2: that in. There. Yeah, we're we're d- we're gonna be done. We don't do defense, so he just saved all that time. <laughs> we don't do de- defense. <laughs> we don't defense, defense, Bobby. No, no. Oh, I, love um, de- I love some
4: defenses this week. They're sneaky defenses. Pat Friermuth, baby Gronk. I don't. Right. I don't. I
2: don't mind some Pat rookie quarterback. I could go there. Um. All right, so. All right, let's just close out the show. Uh, We we are done now. um, With uh, well, one thing that stuck out to me is how much I love Aaron uh, Aaron Jones now. But uh, let's let's close it out with a favorite stack from each of you guys. A little off the board, not you know as off the board as you want to get.
3: Favorite stack? I think my favorite game stack. Well, it's not off the board. I mean, I, I think my favorite game stack is probably the Green Bay-Minnesota game um, just because I'm trying to think of all the play and I think there's going to be a lot of plays that I want from that game overall. Um, but if I needed to give like a off-the-board game, I guess it would be kind of off-the-board, but I guess the next game I'd go with in the 1 o'clock games would be the New Orleans-Atlanta game. I think it's a simple game that you can stack up that's going to be somewhat off the board. Cause you could play Kyle Pitts on the run back. Kyle Pitts will have ownership, but like Chris Olave won't have that much ownership. I don't think, I don't think Jameis Winston is being really talked up a bunch. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that pairing. And then I, uh, Kamara Kirk likes Kamara and he's another guy that's just in that running back mix of running backs that could get lost in the shuffle. And by the end of the, the week, He's 5% owned. Who knows? Right? You know, maybe that, that happens. So he could be really sneaky in tournaments. So I, I like that stack. If we're going off the board, James better
4: check down, dude, because this is the week to do it. They Falcons do not cover the running back. So
2: they never this have, can, but well. never I mean, have, never have. The only
4: issue is Jameis doesn't like to, ch- for whatever reason, he just has to chuck. Like, check what's down funny though is playing.
3: everyone likes Michael Thomas, and like, what what does Michael Thomas do? Like, Michael Thomas had that big year because Drew Brees literally his arm wouldn't go past like fifteen yeah. yards. Like,
4: no, I'm with you. I think my stack would be from the one o'clock games. I'm going to say say Houston. I wanted to go the, to the Miami Dolphins, but I just think that the weather there. I'm a little worried. Um, in Houston, we get the dome. It's a way to differentiate Taylor builds if you're going to go that road. It all depends on ownership for me, though. The, I think, obviously, the best game stack is the Chargers-Raiders. That would be the one that I would first. I would have picked first, but I'm just trying to go off the board. Um, so I'd say the Houston side of Houston and Indianapolis.
2: I think that's the stack for me, too, that game. I think you guys both sold me on it, but I think i will probably play it with Derek Carr, which is – nauseating but um you'll be fine i think you'll be fine with car i think Carr's um, a good play there. i mean renfro i mean what are they, are they just gonna like pepper eric, their shine eric
3: listen to me the chargers are gonna score yes they're not stopping the chargers from scoring that defense is not going to be very good for the raiders so I just don't see how there's not points in this game unless oh, the yeah, chargers obviously. just stonewall the Raiders, which is
2: possible and you see Derek Derek Carr making stupid play after stupid play or whatever. Um, anyways, but yeah, the thing is is like are they gonna use their shiny new toy with Devontae and get him get him a, a bunch of production or are we gonna do we go back to the you know the Josh McDaniels and Hunter Renfro, you know the the West Welker of uh, the group here. I think, Renfro, I think Renfro's
4: the sneaky like he's not sneaky, obviously. I mean just got
3: people. friggin' wood under the table. Don't let him fool you. He loves Renfro. I like love Ed, Renfro. I'm a big smile Renfro. when he, when Renfro's even brought up the, the table. You can just hear the table underneath him just start pounding. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, I
2: think that's a wrap for uh,
3: yeah, we, and real quick ones. too. Anyone wants uh, any of my content over at Rumpier Sports. Uh, NFL 15 is a promo code. You can get in 15% for life over with us. As long as you don't uh, unsubscribe and uh, all my content, core plays, player pools, full player pools for the main slates, stuff like that. It's all going to be up uh, probably by tomorrow. And uh, it's every week for NFL NBA. You'll have all my content up there.
2: yeah And uh, you'll even see me in the chat over at some of those shows. Sometimes uh, when I, when I'm not on over at Roto grinders, I'm, you know, we've got a we've got a nice nice relationship still with everybody over there. So uh yeah, check check them out, check us out. Bobby's got his core plays. Uh I'll be on with Bobby doing grinder's live Sunday morning. Um so uh let's crush. Let's get some let's get let's bank. Let's start off right right from the top. Big week. I'm with it. 100%. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, it. This has been the RG DFS tournament takes podcast and we will catch you next week. Thanks.